Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. To help prepare all of you listeners for the NCAA Round of 16 and home stretch of the 2021 college tennis season, what we're attempting to do here at Crack Rackets is speak with each of the remaining 32 head coaches of the NCAA Division I event. That means 16 men's coaches, 16 women's coaches, all over the next few days on this Cracked Interviews podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get to another one of our conversations with the many outstanding head coaches still alive in the 2021 NCAA Tennis Tournament. Hey, Cracked fans. As winter slowly turns into spring and all of us look forward to getting back on the outdoor tennis courts, we here at Cracked Rackets want to ensure that you listeners have everything you need to make sure your return to outdoor tennis is a successful one. That's where our friends at Gamma Sports come in. Now, if you need new strings, new grips, new court equipment, ball hoppers, machine tools, and accessories, whatever it may be, our friends at Gamma have it all for you. They've also, of course, got dampeners, over grips, replacement grips, they've got it all. And if you go to their website, gammasports.com slash tennis right now, you use our promo code CRACK20, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, I know Gamma has a new string pattern in the queue called the React Pro, which all of you Gamma string users will enjoy. And even if you're not using Gamma strings, maybe now's the time to start, but they've also got polyesters, everything you could be looking for from a tennis equipment standpoint, all in one location. Just go to gammasports.com slash tennis right now. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Again, gammasports.com slash tennis. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Joining us on the show today, a guest I have had the pleasure to speak with in person, but never on the podcast, and that is why it is excellent to be joined by Duke women's tennis head coach, Jamie Ashworth. Coach, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, of course, it is my pleasure, and obviously, it is always nice to speak with a coach after a victory. Your team, a dramatic victory down in Waco, 4-3 over the Baylor Bears to advance to the round of 16. Let's just start there. Of all of the people to clinch that match for you in the scenario that it ends up happening, uh, I feel like given the season that she's had, just given everything you guys have gone through, I know this is a big buildup here, but that it was Kelly Chen who delivers that three-set victory for you guys to advance. What did that mean to your team? Um, huge and huge for her personally, I think, um, just confidence-wise. As you said, it, it she hasn't had the season that she had hoped she'd had. She hadn't had the season that she probably wanted to have. Um, and I think she's felt like she's left some matches out on the table, to be honest with you. And, and in doing so has, has shouldered that burden of a couple of our team losses. And, you know, for her to, to come through in that moment, um, was great for her and great for our teammates. That really was our, honestly, our first four, three win this year. And to have that, that moment for her to celebrate with her teammates, I think that they'll, um, you know, bode, bode well for her heading into the, the rest of the team tournament and, and the individual tournament. And, um, you know, obviously we weren't, we weren't thrilled that we were in a position that we weren't hosting, but, um, you know, to go to, to be able to go to Waco and a place where actually they had, they had some fans there and, 
you know, I actually think that that, that motivated Kelly a little bit, you know, she loves playing to, to a crowd with a crowd. Um, you know, and I think that that, when that match got tight, I think the crowd rooting against her actually helped her, helped her a lot. And it's really the first time this year, um, especially in a situation like that, where we've played in front of a, a big crowd. Um, you know, we were indoors at UNC with, with some fans, but limited at the time. And it's just something we haven't experienced this year. And, and um, it was great for her, her to come through in those moments. Mm-hmm. And a lot uh, I want to follow up on there, but just to finish the point on Kelly, because I was doing my research and there may be someone else on this team, on your team, who this applies to, but you guys are 17 and six. And in my research, there was only one player who had lost in all six of those matches, and it was Kelly. And not to harp on this, because <laughs> I, I remember the 2019 indoors. I was right. there. Kelly was spectacular. Uh, just right. And we all know what she is capable of. But, you know, two, three, four, you guys look at the numbers. You can hang with, beat anyone at the, those positions. Uh, doubles, five, six, you know, it, it will get to them. But, you know, heading, you know how good all these teams are. Right, right. How important is it to have Kelly clicking on this note heading into the round of 16? I, I don't think you can measure it, to be honest with you. I mean, she's someone that, like you said, we've leaned on in the past. And she's she's shouldered that 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 load in the past really well. And, you know, yes, she's, she's struggled in those matches this year. I think you look at, um, you know, she's put herself in some positions to win matches um, and hasn't been able to come through. And and um you know but but for us to accomplish what we want to accomplish and be where we want to be kelly is going to have to play a huge role in that and so um you know hopefully that was that was the first step and and it was it was interesting coming even coming back and and practicing before you know heading down to orlando it's like a renewed um sense of of joy and fun for her that these last couple even in practices and so um, you know, I'm expecting for that, that kind of confidence, all she needed was that one win, you know, and I'm expecting that, that confidence to keep, to keep rolling over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe she was a part of that 2019 team that made a run in Orlando. And so, you know, you look across the country, Stanford's out, and that's obviously a huge note for everyone, but you know, the Georgia team, they made the final 2019 uh, and there are a lot of similar characters still on that roster. North Carolina, they've beaten everyone. They've seen everything. They're familiar. Outside of that, it's really just Kelly. Like, she's played in the late stages of an NCAA tournament, and that's it. And I'm curious, you know, if I'd have told you you were going to play 23 matches at the start of the year and that you're going to be in this position, you know, how would you have felt? And looking back, how do you feel entering the round of 16? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think I think I'll add to just with Kelly. We have Mabel Chi also as part of those. Exactly. Teams. Yeah. So um, she's she's definitely been a big part of of what we've done. And um, but Kelly's definitely had her moments. And and you know those 2019 um, the win against South Carolina mm-hmm. ended up you know winning those match in the hospital overnight cramping comes back the next day against Georgia wins wins her match there. We we unfortunately lose a four three match in the in the final four there, but. But, um, you know, she, she's definitely been a, a huge part of, of what we've been doing. And, you know, for us, I mean, I, I think looking at the, at the start of the year, I thought we had a group that, that could be really good. And, um, you know, I think uh, Duke, Duke as a whole has put a ton of restri- restrictions on us as an as a athletic department. And, and these kids have answered the bell in that sense. I mean, with, with um, you know, one of the few schools that's literally doing COVID testing every day. 
you know, every place we go every day, we, we do COVID testing. Um, you know, the way that challenges with, the, with class and that kind of stuff, I, I feel like that, that we've been competing, not just on the court, but competing to, to do everything and, and, and so have other programs. And so it's not, not really, uh, I'm not looking at that as an excuse, but I felt like towards the end of the year, we were, we were tired of just competing every day, not, not necessarily competing in matches, but you only have so much competitiveness in your, in your tank. And so, you know, we're competing to, to be able to play, we're competing to get through the COVID stuff We're competing in the, in the classrooms. And so, um, you know, I, I, kind of changed how we did things after the ACC tournament. I don't think anyone was happy with our performance in the ACC tournament losing to, I mean, a very good Virginia team, especially, you know, the, the top of that lineup is, is absolutely loaded. And, and um, you know, but we, we dialed back on our competitiveness and practice and didn't, didn't for, for over a week, didn't play one point, didn't play one game situation, just did a lot of technical stuff and and you know i think it kind of fueled the fire a little bit heading into waco and they were able to refill that that competitive tank and so um yeah i mean you mentioned a georgia team you mentioned a, a unc team um you know i i think uh, i think there's a lot of texas is is very good and, and well coached and um you know but there's also you know six seven eight teams that that are, are, are about equal and, and, you know, a point here, a point there. And I feel like we're definitely one of those, one of those teams. And so on any given day, I mean, really anybody can, can beat anybody. And so you gotta be, gotta be on your game down there. Mm-hmm. And to that point, and I, again, we'll get back to Maple Chi. We'll get all, all I want to talk about all of your players, um, <laughs> but yeah, I promise we'll get there, but you were in the ACC this season. And I, I just had this conversation with uh, Georgia Tech head coach Ronnie Harmon, and I had this conversation earlier with – I'm just name-dropping. I'm not going to name-drop. I've had this conversation with a lot of coaches <laughs> is the point. And I, the team I keep pointing to is NC State. You look at their top three, top four, and under a normal circumstance, you're like, that's a team that wins a national championship. That team is loaded. And then, I mean, Kenya Jones, Vicky Flores at Georgia Tech. I made the mistake of forgetting this team before, so I'll say it here. Florida State is freaking loaded, right? And all of these ACC teams from North Carolina through, uh, there's a reason you guys have, what, six, seven in the round of 16 and just, you know, speak to the conference the the level of play this season it does feel like with the NCAA ruling with the extra year of eligibility you're just going to have to be better right to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament yes I I totally agree and and I guess it speaks to my age but I remember (laughs) you know being being a part of the conference and and there weren't very many good teams and you weren't challenged and and you know there was a point in the conference where we had petitioned to not have to play conference matches, you know, because we felt like it didn't prepare us for the NCAA tournament. And, you know, I think as a conference, we've done a tremendous job of, of raising the level of our, our coaches, our facilities, our, just the level of our game, you know? And so every single match we play, even down to, you know, some, some of the teams that, that didn't make the tournament, you know, they're, they're not easy matches and you have to be up on a daily basis. And, you know, I think that that's the best thing that can prepare, that can prepare us for the, for the end of the year, for the NCAA tournament. And, um, you know, I think we push each other. We, we definitely recruit against each other on a, you know, on a daily basis and, you know, wherever you turn the corner, I mean, teams that, like I said, that, you know, didn't make the round of 16, I, I wouldn't want to go play in Miami right now, you know, and, you know, there's, there's teams like that and Wake Forest has had a good year and, 
And, you know, and so um, there's, there's not an easy step and you have to be, you know, one injury, one, one little thing. And, and um, you know, it can cost you a, a couple of matches and, and um, you know, but it's good. I mean, I, you know, I, we were at a point a couple, you know, when I started at Duke, we had won 119 straight conference matches at one point. <laughs> That's pretty and, um, you know, that that's I know UNC is on a tremendous, tremendous role right now. And but everyone else keeps getting better. And and um, it's 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 better to see it was not, you know, yes, we won a lot of, of championships early on there and, and a lot of matches, but it didn't didn't prepare us for our ultimate goal. And so um, having the strength of the conference and and you talk about the teams, but the, the individuals as well, I think, you know, you look at the the seedings at the NCAA individual tournament and the, and the individual rankings. I mean, it's ACC loaded, absolutely loaded. And, and um, you know, there's, there's no break for anybody on, on any day. And so um, it's a tremendous amount of pride. I think we all as coaches have in, in what our conference is doing. Mm-hmm. No, and it's not like the men's side where it's, well, the SEC is the only conference that played everyone. The ACC is just legitimately that good. There's a reason you all, again, I just talked to Georgia Tech, so it's at the top of my mind. Ask any coach and be like, do you want Kenya Jones, Vicky Flores, one, two? They'd probably say, yep, absolutely. Sign me up for that. We'll figure out the rest. And so, you know, again, that's one of the many teams to make the round of 16. And now, you know, looking at your team, uh, 17 and six overall, uh, again, heading into this round of 16. You know, I, I like to play match calculus. That's what we do here at Crack Rackets. If I had to bet, I'm not going to say all of your wins, but I would say over 75% of them, it's been doubles, two, three, four. Let's start with number two. To get Georgia Drummy, who I believe came over from Vanderbilt in 17-3 and three this season in dual matches, and it's been primarily at the one and two positions where she's 15-3 and three overall. Uh, talk about her contribution, the growth you've seen from her this season. Tremendous and and what a great um, asset to have and a great pickup over over the summer last year and and um, you know Georgia was someone that we recruited hard out of out of um, she came out of Everett Academy and you know being an Irish kid was 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 at Everett's and um, you know she she chose Vanderbilt and and um, you know we never try to burn any bridges when kids choose other schools we you never know what's going to happen down the road and. And, you know, to get that call last summer and, and, you know, I'm, I'm in the transfer portal and um, for us, it was a, it was a no brainer. And, um, you know, she, she fits right in our program. She's, you know, a big girl, left-handed um, hits, hits the ball as hard as anybody and, and um, a great competitor, um, you know, and that was something that went through the recruiting process as a, as a junior that, that we noticed as well. And, you know, she didn't really back down against anybody and, and um, you know, great, great girl, a great, great team player, and and um, you know, like I said, I, I think you know, down the road too, she'll keep getting better and better and better. And so, I mean, to go into a, not to, to bring up the match last week, but to go into a, a Baylor match and win O and O at number two, you know, against a team that's top ten in the country, that that says a lot about where she is with her game right now and the and the confidence that she's playing with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it's not just her either, and the numbers are gaudy for her, but for Chloe Beck, sophomore, who, you know, last season was at that four, five, six role. This season, she's up in the top half of the lineup, 12 and one at number three singles. She's 16 and three overall. Uh, you know, for some people, I always say, freshman year, if you're good, that's really cool. Can you sustain it your sophomore year? That's the hardest thing. On the men's side, you look at Will Blumberg. He was really good as a freshman. He was so much better than everyone else his sophomore year, and that was, you know, you could just tell and you know for chloe it seems like she's made that sophomore jump is that fair to say she has chloe's um 
probably one of the most creative, honestly, one of the mm-hmm. most creative players I've ever, I've ever coached. And, um, she has so many tools, you know, it's a really can... fun contrast in the top three. Sorry to cut it you is. off, but it's, it's really no, fun. I, I totally agree with you. We have complete different personalities, different game styles. Um, you know, I, if I'm an opponent, I, I Chloe, someone I would not want to play just because you really don't know what to expect. Is she going to come out and, you know, use all of her, use her slice, use her drop shot. Is she going to be serving volleying? I mean, she has so many weapons and so many tools, um, you know, and, and if she can, she's a player, I always say, it reminds me a lot on the, on the pro tour of some of these like French players and Italian players, like if they could ever harness all their tools, they'll be unbelievable. And, and um, sometimes having that many tools is an asset. Sometimes it's a detriment and, and for Chloe, finding that balance of of when to hit certain shots and not to try certain shots, and and um, but she's definitely improved. She's become um, mentally stronger since she she's been here. I think she she really trusts herself and and believes in herself and believes in in our program. And and um, you know, like I said, I, I she has so much creativity. It's it's mind boggling some of the the shots that you can just say i wouldn't want to play like horse against her (laughs) or or something like that so that would be a fun drill tennis horse you got to come up with something creative say i'm hitting this try and match it um yeah i'm putting that in the queue um as long as there's no no moving in it i'm good (laughs) if i have to start running around i'm I'm in trouble all right tweeners what i do to get a quick letter on the board for you yeah that's good to know um but you know saving the best for last. You're one, I believe, fifth year senior on your roster, Meeple Chi, who, you know, all she does is win this season. Twenty and two overall in dual matches, primarily at the number four position where she's fourteen and one. And, you know, she's also been a rock at number one doubles, nine and four alongside of Margarita. And you just you look at her contribution, that leadership, it's very rare you get a fifth year senior, right? Especially of her caliber sticking around. Uh what's it meant to have her this year? Yeah, I mean, we were we were very fortunate. We were put in a position, you know, like a lot of these schools with the with the COVID restrictions. Um, Duke allowed us to um, bring someone back as long as we had a scholarship open. We were not permitted. We were one of the the few schools in our conference that were not permitted to go over the eight scholarship number, and that was an internal decision. And um, you know, I respect that decision that our administration made. And you know, fortunately, we did have a scholarship open and. Um, this is a kid. I mean, she was ready to go to med school. I mean, absolutely amazing kid on the court as as well as off the court. And, um, you know, but she really felt like last year was unfinished. And so she came back and, you know, she's getting a, a MBA before she goes to med school. And, and, um, but, but her leadership is you can't, you can't, um, quantitative it. I mean, you can't, you can't put it into, into numbers or words, what it's meant to our program and to have her out there and, and she's just going to bring it every day. I mean, she's, she's, it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what situation we're in. She's just going to play the same. I mean, she's just going to bring it out there and compete. And, um, but that's what she does, you know, in life too. I mean, she wants, she wants to be a doctor. Like I said, she's heading to med school and, you know, she, she's going to put challenges in front of herself and, and um, she expects to meet those challenges that with, with everything that she does. And, um, but like you mentioned, you know, tremendous leader. I mean, she, she won the national, you know, Arthur Ashe leadership award last year. And, and um, I think that's just respect from other coaches across the country as well to, to, and people see that and people see the work that she's put in. And so um, definitely fortunate to have her and, and, and played a tremendous role, like you said, in, in doubles. Um, you know, if you had asked me at the beginning of the year, if she and 
and Billiken would be top 10 in the country and have some some top five wins and you know we we threw them at three last year kind of just to see what would happen and and they've really evolved as doubles players and so it's been been great to see Mm -hmm. and you know speaking of your doubles lineup nine and four at one seven and three at two eight and four at three respectfully that's good not great and you look at the pairings it does feel like it's going to be you know probably this season uh or i excuse me 11 4 15 3 17 and 4 that's very good i was looking at the wrong stats there we go i was like something's not right here i was like that's not the doubles i looked at uh, i was looking at last season stats for the anyways anyways leave it all in west <laughs> uh, it's the first screw up of uh, not the first add those to this year's numbers yeah but so exactly so they're nine and four at one Chloe, Carolina, 12 and 3 at 2. Kelly, Georgia, 13 and 3 at 3. That is very good. And you look at, you know, again, match calculus, doubles, 2, 3, 4. You never want to limit yourself, but that's a clear path. How important will that doubles point be? Because you don't get that, right? Then it's a whole nother match. It is a whole nother match. And I think that that was the the obstacle we faced in Waco the other day was that mm-hmm. was actually the first um, match where we lost the doubles point and won the match. And so. Um, you know, I think our team knows where we're strong. Um, our and our doubles has been solid all year. I mean, um, if you look at it in names, I'm sure people are, are saying, how do how come do how can they possibly have Kelly and Georgia at three? Like that doesn't make any sense. And so, um, you know, but but I think our combinations are, are, are really good. I think um, we have teams that really complement each other game styles that complement each other, and and I think they understand how important the doubles the doubles is. I mean, we work a tremendous amount on, on, on our doubles and, and understand it, especially when you're down to 16 teams, if you can, if you can get that, that one zero lead, I mean, it makes such a difference heading into the singles, um, you know, but, you know, we were able, like I said, for the first time to fall, fall back on that and, and get four singles the other day. But I think mentally we, we know where, like I said, where our strengths are and, and, um, you know, we, we hope to impose that, that doubles will on, on, on no matter who we play down there. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And again, the numbers are very good. 11 and 4, tw- uh, 15 and 3, 17 and 4. That doubles point uh, obviously is something you all have had success with. And, you know, heading into this round of 16, now you face off against a UCF team that's relatively new to this stage, but has certainly been uh, put together a very, very impressive season. As you look at that round of 16 match, what's it going to take for your team uh, to, you know, advance in this tournament? Yeah, they're very, very well coached. I mean, Brian's done a, a great job with them. And, and um, you know, I think that they, they'll they be playing at home, you know, which I think we're kind of embracing. We Like I said, we, we had a little of that at Baylor last weekend, and, and um, we kind of – kind of loved having a crowd there kind of rooting against us and and um, we do have you know hopefully we can lean on that experience a little bit playing at night in those courts when I mean, we played a, a South Carolina match down there in the in the quarters a couple of years ago that went to one in the morning and so um, you know but it's definitely going to be a competitive match I think that the doubles point doubles point will be huge and um, you know we if we can just go down there and kind of close out the noise and don't listen to the outside noise and just go play. I think that the good things will happen. And I think if we walk on the court and really um, trust ourselves and trust each other and and believe in ourselves and believe in each other and, and um, you know, then we'll, we'll take our chances against anybody. And, you know, if we, if we do that, we can hold our head high and, and, you know, shake hands and walk off the court, win win or lose, knowing we gave everything we, we could. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, 
it's a definitely renewed excitement these last couple of weeks for for our program and and for our team and so it's been it's been great to see and practices have been fun and um you know even today they're saying they can't wait to get down there and can't wait to play in an atmosphere where there's other schools around and people and you know that's why they they come to a place like like this to be a part of of matches like that and um you know, I think that's why losing in the, the kickoff weekend stung so much was was they they wanted that opportunity to be among the best. And and, um, you know, we're looking forward to, to proving that this week. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we all look forward to seeing it. And of course, should you advance against UCF, a potential another matchup with UNC or even a dangerous Cal team, let's not write them off because that Cal team has been playing very well of late, uh, would loom afterwards. And, you know, again, just some fun ones here and then I promise I'll let you go. Yeah. Um, in terms of because you had a team that in the last NCAA event made the semifinal, you've had a lot of good teams during your tenure at Duke, um, given you know, you guys have played all, there's so many ACC schools left. You played them all close this year. You know, can't, it, it's, it's really hard to beat a team three times. That's what North Carolina would have to do. It'd be right. Their third win, I think over you guys or something like that this season. Um, I mean, does this team have what it takes? It's anyone's ball game, right? All of these teams are so good. Yeah. I think, um, I think the format lends to that too, a little mm-hmm. bit with the shortened, you know, the shortened doubles and the shortened matches. I think it's just honestly a self self belief. If we can, um, you know, like you said, we, we've had some, some tough losses in the conference. We, you know, a couple to Georgia tech where we actually had some match points and NC state, we were up, you know, five, two in the deciding match and, and lost that one. And, and, um, a Virginia match where we played without two of our top, top three players. And so, um, you know, I think we've definitely, we definitely know that, that we can compete with anybody and, you know, you get in these situations and, and, and it comes down to everyone can hit a forehand and everyone can hit a backhand. And, you know, what kind of belief do you have in yourself and, and what kind of belief do you have in your teammates? And, and and can you have fun in the moment? I mean, it's it's you know, you want to the best thing that I saw last week was our team was laughing and smiling. And, you know, I told them before we played Baylor, there's a million excuses you can have with the wind and the crowd and that kind of stuff. And but but there's only one opportunity. And so you know, let's put those excuses aside and, and focus on the one opportunity, not the thousand excuses we could be making. And so, um, you know, we, we had fun with that and, and laughed and joked and, and um, even on, you know, on the court, there was, there was a lot of smiles on the court, even in, you know, Kelly's down a set in three, one, and she's, she's smiling on the changeover and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I think, I think heading down there, you're, you're one of, you know, I think we're one of, like I said, you know, 10, 11, 12 teams in the country that, that, you know, if, if they play to how they're capable of any, anything can happen. And, and it's a belief thing, you know, it's uh, honestly, all that is, can we, can we make another team hit one more ball? Can we, you know, have another team question, gosh, what do I have to do to win points against this girl or this team? And, you know, I think all these, all these kids have played against each other enough and they've all beaten each other in certain situations and different circumstances. And, and so, um, you know, can you get over that that pecking order thing and, and just go out and play and, and see what happens? And, and, you know, I like where we are. So, mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting. And I, I wouldn't have been inclined to ask this question, but Coach Harmon answered it without me asking it. So I want to ask it to you as well, just because, and again, just it, this is where you might swear at me, um, but just it, it, because I think it's like 46 in a row they've won or something crazy like that. How good is this North Carolina team? Like you've seen a lot of super sure, teams. This sure, does no. feel like a super team. 
they're they're definitely good i've i was actually thinking about it the other day because i coached um my my first year i actually we had a team that lost in the semifinals to Stanford um, out in Palo Alto. And and I think, and I, I may be wrong, but I think there were five or six people in that match that were top hundred in the world that ended <laughs> up being top hundred in the world. You had a Ann Kremer, you had um, a Vanessa Webb, a Karen Miller for us, um, Kremer for them, Lilia Osterloh for Stanford. Um, you know, and Stanford went on to win win the, the title that year. And so um, UNC has got more depth than any team that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they um, can sit people and rest people and rotate people. And um, Brian's done a, a, a masterful job with with that lineup this year and and moving people around and giving opportunities. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's frustrating, not frustrating, but frustrating for all of us, you know, in the conference. Um, but I also know we all want our shot at them as well. And so, um, but they're definitely one of, one of the better teams I've seen. Um, you know, I think, like I said earlier on, there were kids when I started coaching that, that were either coming off the pro tour or, you know, heading out that way a little bit more than today. And so, um, I put that Stanford team that, that I coached against, um, they ended up beating, beating Florida in the finals and, um, you know, I've put that team up against almost any team that I've seen in college. It was a, a remarkable team. I think um, Vanessa Webb won the year before when Vanessa Webb won the, the singles mm-hmm. um, individual tournament. Um, she played um, Anya Blazinski, who was who played six for Stanford that year. And so <laughs> um, and that, she was in the finals of finals of individuals. And so, um, you know, they definitely had some some loaded teams that 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 um, I'd put up against anybody. Yeah, no, again, it just, it feels like over the next four years because of the ruling that what it takes to be good in college tennis, is just going to take a little more, right? Because of that extra eligibility. Yeah, it is. And, and how people are handling that from a recruiting standpoint and, you know, with kids going into grad schools and different grad programs, some offer one year programs, some offer two and, and um, it's, it's going to be a fine, a fine line on balancing act and, um, you know, you definitely feel a little bit sorry for for some of the high school kids who may, you know, lose out on some opportunities. I mean, they'll definitely find places to play, but you know, maybe you know, someone's keeping kids, keeping students around longer, or taking a grad transfer, or or different things like that. And so, you know, the next three or four years is definitely going to be a. There's going to be some creative lineups out there, and lineups that you're not going to have. Um, you know, kids on teams two, three, four years. You may have you know, your team might be built of two grad students that you're going to have for one year. And so, um, you know, it's going to be uh, interesting to see and, you know, interesting to, to see how it develops. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Again, it's for us fans going to lead to some outstanding tennis. Well, you know, my final question to you, because again, you are uh, familiar with Orlando. You were down there in 2019, got to enjoy a nice run for your team. What are you more looking forward to, the airplanes or the love bugs? Uh, you know, the first thing our team said was, are there going to be love bugs this year? And I said, <laughs> it's better than, I said, it's better than cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> If they are, I don't know if they're having that issue there. So, yeah. um, the love bugs are absolutely disgusting. And so, um, yeah, no, we're just, we're, I'll take the planes any day. If we're, oh, if we for me, it's the planes. I can't stand, it's just like every second you just like, woo. This is the, um, this is the second time in a row down there that we have the, we're in the night um sessions and so last time you know down there we we got we were at the night sessions all all of our matches and so um 
you know, I think that maybe the, the wind shift, the planes come the different direction. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Flip the airport and, and with the wind direction at night or something. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll take either one to be able to keep playing and have it be a problem. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you practice under the lights to get ready? We do. We will. And our, we'll have some practice down there as well. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time. Be safe. Sure. Be healthy. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you all down there in Orlando. All right. Thanks, Alice. Take care. Yeah, of course. Take care.